0: And we're gonna in this third uh, segment, uh, we're gonna uh, talk about uh, this Sunday will be the 53rd annual NYC Pride March. Uh, it'll start at 12 noon. Hundreds of thousands of people are expected to line the parade route, which begins at 25th Street and Fifth Avenue, and will make its way uh, through Chelsea to 16th Street and Fifth Avenue. Uh, the Pride March, of course, commemorates the 1969 Stonewall Uprising that launched the modern gay rights movement. It'll be the first full-scale Pride March held since the pandemic began but also on sunday there will be the fourth annual queer liberation march which promotes itself as cop and corporate free uh, alternative to the traditional pride march joining us now to talk about all this is jay walker of the Reclaim pride coalition which organizes the queer liberation march jay welcome back to the show hi john hi amber thanks so much for having me certainly And so for starters, can uh, you just uh, uh, tell us about the Queer Liberation March, uh, how it began in 2019 and what sets it apart from the traditional Pride March?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, We hold the the Queer Liberation March in in honor of the very first uh, Pride March, which was the Christopher Street Liberation Day March held the last Sunday in June in 1970. Um, What we, uh, the organizers within Reclaim Pride Coalition, felt um, as we... uh, prepared for the 2018 Pride March, uh, Pride Parade with, um, with Heritage of Pride and conversations with the then leadership of Heritage of Pride afterward was that that parade had drifted too far away from the original intent of the march, which is a march for our freedom, which is a march for our rights, which was a political march. And, you know, as as time went on, as the LGBTQIA2S plus movements, the many different movements gained ground in a few places, uh, after we got to a certain point in the struggle, You know, folks who were more privileged sort of began to feel that they that they had arrived, they had gotten everything that they wanted, and all the folks on the margin just got dropped by the wayside. Um, You know, New Yorkers who paid attention to this stuff for a long time might remember that after um, marriage equality was achieved, the Empire State Pride agenda, which had been fighting for rights, you know, in New York for decades, dissolved because oh same-sex marriage is is done so everything's fine now you know neglecting to think about you know folks from more marginalized existences and the struggles that that we continue to have that's poor people that's black people that's brown people that's immigrant people that's people you know uh, that's trans people especially um and so you know and the 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 pride parade began, you know, reflected that as well. It became less and less political with every passing year, especially after um after uh marriage equality was achieved um you know in the Supreme Court with that uh, with Edie Windsor's case. And uh, as they were preparing for the twenty nineteen march, which would marked the fiftieth anniversary for uh, the fiftieth well, fiftieth year marker uh for, for Stonewall. Um, it became just clearer and clearer that the police were exerting an incredible amount of control over the decision making in that, that year's, uh, Pride parade. Uh, we've had a long standing issue with over barricading of the Pride route, of the Pride parade route and over barricading of the neighborhoods in the West Village after the parade. Uh, and of course there had been long standing and, and sort of fermenting upset about the over proliferation of corporations and corporate logos and corporate control over the parade. So it, it just sort of all came to a head after the 2018 um, parade and uh, after a few meetings with the Heritage of Pride folks, the people that put on the annual parade, uh, the Reclaim Pride movement, uh, leadership myself included, decided, you know what if we're going to have something in 2019 that's really going to you know, honor 50 years since Stonewall, we're going to have to do it ourselves. And that's how the first queer liberation march was launched. Right. And you keep saying, you know, the, uh, Stonewall in the original uh, pride march was was a protest and it had a militant beginning. Could you just explain what that militant beginning is and sort of juxtapose it to this current time of increasingly violent attacks against the LGBTQIA plus community by Republican elected officials and more um, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, so the, you know, the original, you know, the Stonewall uprising or riot or rebellion, lots of different people call it lots of different things, and I'm fine with all three of those terms, uh, was, um, you know, protesting state-sponsored terrorism of queer spaces. Um, that's essentially what was happening that night at the Stonewall Inn. The police, under orders, were raiding a gay space that they had previously been taking hush money to not raid and they would periodically raid the gay spaces and lock up people and get them criminal records and then they would go back to receiving their hush money to ignore the gay space and then periodically they would go back and they would raid the gay space and lock up people and get and get them criminal records and this was an ongoing thing that was going on for years and years and years all the gay play spaces were run by organized crime and it was this sort of tacit agreement that these sort of two essentially homophobic institutions you know the mafia essentially organized crime and the nypd with 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 queer people caught in the middle and um that one particular night in june of 1969 uh, the people that were there at Stonewall and the people from the community just had had enough and they rebelled against it and they threw rocks and they threw heels and they, they formed kick lines and they called people out into the streets and the riots, the rebellion, the uprising lasted throughout that entire weekend and, it, and into the coming week with people just being fed up to hear. And so, and it was out of that energy that the first five-party
0: transgender women, Sylvia Rivera and Marcia Johnson that are often credited for helping spark that moment. Is that
1: um, You know, depending upon who you listen to, uh, Sylvia and Marcia definitely participated in that whole weekend of riots. Some people say that one or the other was there on that first night. Some people say not, uh, you know, I don't sure. I, I adore Sylvia. I knew Sylvia. I organized with Sylvia. Marcia, I knew from, Around they were wonderful leaders and their memory should be venerated, especially given the way that um, that that both um, passed. Uh, but you know, they're, they're they're definitely a part of the story and they definitely need to be revered. So absolutely.
0: And and, uh, and now here we are today in 2022, and as Ambo was noting, uh, there's this incredible backlash that's being uh, generated and targeted at the LGBT, LGBTQ LGBTQ plus community
1: yeah all over the country in state legislatures and um in 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 courts in different places it's gotten really bad particularly for for trans kids and trans youth but also just in, in, in at a at a basic level of dehumanization kind of 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 queer identities you know the florida don't say gay bill and there are several other of those don't say gay bill you know uh targeting um targeting our education system and trying to erase uh queer identities from even existence within the realm of of, of uh the educational system. Um, but you know we're also concerned about the draft ruling that was released or the have a draft opinion um or ruling that was released uh in the supreme court regarding uh, the boggs case which seems very clearly to be overturning roe versus wade um that's why this year's queer liberation march is called the queer liberation march for trans and bipoc freedom reproductive justice and bodily autonomy because we see all of these issues as being connected The Supreme Court is essentially, you know, saying in this in this in this leaked opinion that women don't have a right to control their own bodies, and similarly, all these laws against um, trans kids being able to get uh, adequate medical care. Uh, in, in their youth and, and, and going after parents for, for, for getting, uh, appropriate medical care for their, for their trans kids. Um, you know, they're being, you know, that's being seized upon and parents are being threatened with arrest and investigation and what have you. And all of this boils down to the fact that of the, federal government or a state government it's trying to, to exert control over our bodies. It's taking us back into the realm of slavery where the government says, you know, where the government seizes control over your body.
0: Right. And uh, we have to go here in a minute, but real quickly, we just want to get a couple of things from you. Uh, With this year's Queer Liberation March, uh, one, can you uh, give us the the details on when and where um, it will be? And also uh, um, how y'all have uh, dealt with the NYPD, which at times has uh, treated the march, march harshly, and what would you say to people who might be a little on edge about uh, you know being at an unpermitted protest even though there will be tens of thousands of uh, people there I'm,
1: I'm i'm glad you brought that up and yes it is true uh, at the end of the 2020 mm-hmm. march and at the end of the 2020 march the NYPD used ridiculous pretext to attack uh, our marchers near washington square or p- really to attack people at our, our, at the, at the close of our, it March. was very and,
0: violent in 2020. Very violent. Continue. Very
1: violent in 2020, and it, it threatened a higher level of violence in 2021, although it didn't get there. Um, we have put in place, uh, certain, uh, marshaling strategies and videotaping strategies to try to, um, to do a, har- do a harm reduction, a de-escalation, presence at the arch, uh, especially since that, it'll, that arch, the, the archway, it puts us only about a block away from where the Heritage of Pride, uh, parade, uh, viewing stand is going to be on 8th Street and 5th Avenue. So our two marches like don't cross each other but we kind of a a little bit right there so right. we know there's going to be a higher police presence but um you know we're doing everything that we can the nypd is unpredictable they get in their fields especially on anything that's devoted to in any way to standing up for black lives which is a standing is a standing uh uh topic for for the queer liberation march but regardless we're going forward uh we are gathering at one p.m. at Foley Square. We're stepping off on our march at 2 p.m. to march north to Washington Square. And also for any folks from the African diaspora and the LGBTQIA2S plus communities, we're going to be having a very special honor in the ancestors ceremony starting at 11 a.m. on Sunday the 26th, uh, right before the Queer Liberation March at the African Burial Ground, which is one block west of Foley Square. Um, uh, just sort of to honor, um, to honor our, uh, the roots of the African diaspora and to, to to make it plain how important that is to the LGBTQIA2S plus communities.
0: Okay, well, we'll leave it there. But Jay Walker from the Reclaim Pride Coalition, thank you so much for joining us again on WBAI radio. Thank you. Thank you both. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Thank you.